episode number eight. I'm here with Commissioner Matt Starr, and we are going to talk all things um, auction and power rankings going into week one. Baseball starts tomorrow. Uh, a marquee matchup of the Washington Nationals against the New York Mets, Scherzer versus DeGrom on the mound. It should be a lot of fun. But let's start things off with talking about the power rankings. Um, Matt, uh, what were your general impressions of how it came in for me preseason? I mean, I, I think, you know, you and I talked about it a little bit. Uh, you, I, I think we generally agree. I have some, some slight differences. I'm, I'm looking at yours right now. Uh, I mean, I think the, the back end is, is pretty self-explanatory. Um, I think, let me pull up your rankings. Actually, I, have, I was working on my own here. Um, but uh, so you had yourself at the end, which I think is is hard to debate. <laughs> um, and then Mark, which I think is also hard to debate. Um, I think uh, I would have, and, and then Jeff's team, I think, is a significant step up from from you guys, but also clearly fourteenth. Uh, um, so I think I think the bottom three we can all agree on. Uh, I think maybe I would put Jeff's team in a different tier than. Mm-hmm. your guys teams but it's just offense is actually like not bad <laughs> Which, yeah i mean you know, i think they... that uh getting davis and martinez at the price he did allowed him to pay for chapman and unbelievably if he didn't get him in the silent auction he might have gotten him for even less but i think he paid market value for matt chapman i don't think it was a bad price yeah, I mean, I, I think Jeff did did well for himself in this auction. Uh, he got. I really think a lot of those guys came in at, at lower prices than I was expecting. Kyle Hendricks, um, especially, which was one of the best buys. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I, I I I thought Martinez, Davis, Hendricks, like all. Yeah, I mean, we, we've gone through and, and and Chapman. I think actually was probably about right, but um, Martinez, Davis, and Hendricks all I think were were great value buys for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and and he's it, it's, it'll be interesting. He's not going to compete this year. Still, I don't think he's really got a shot to compete. But um, you know, it'll be an interesting team that won't be terrible. That's right. Um. So so coming into the next tier, so you had Sean next. Um. I'm not quite that down on Sean's team. Um. I think I would I would have Nate next personally. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I I considered both. Uh, pretty seriously in that spot. My concern with Sean's team is he really has a lot of question marks after Chris Sale. And um, obviously Nate has a lot of question marks as well, but I think that Wheeler, Freeland, Lester, there's a better chance that those guys as a whole will be useful than Gibson and Boyd, I think. Yeah, I mean, I... And, and uh, you know, I think I, I disagree. You know, I had Sean's rotation a few spots ahead of uh, of Nate's. You know, I mean, one is, like, Sale is basically, like, I would I would trade Chris Sale for, like, the top five pitchers on Nate's team combined. Like, that's just how good Chris Sale is. And I think yeah, that no I think you're maybe underrating how good, how much of a difference Sale No, I think Chris he's the Sale top is. three LBD pitcher. Right. Um, you know, if you look at, like, how much value that brings, you know, Sale – it's just that he makes such a difference. Now I agree that Sean's maybe Sean maybe doesn't have the depth, but yeah. And I, and I happen to like Joey Lucchese and, and Kyle Gibson a bit, uh, but 
you know, and I, and and Sean's offense is also better than Nate's. So I, I mean, that's I think... questionable, really. I mean, he has no offensive depth really at all. And I, I don't mean, agree that... with that. I really, I I actually strongly disagree with that. I I think he has, I think he's I actually think Sean's got one of the deeper offenses in the league. Uh, Leonis Martin, Harrison Bader, Chad Pinder. These are all guys who are gonna are, are some of the better bench bats in the league. And, and and a starting group too. Yeah, maybe I'm undervaluing Kiki Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, I think Kike is going to have a really good year. They, the, I don't know if you saw the Dodgers say he's going to be the starting second baseman mm-hmm. uh, over Chris Taylor. No, that's surprising. Yeah, I mean, Kike had a great year last year, and, and he he changed his swing uh, and and found some power. Um, which you know, it seems like it might be something that's legit for him. So I, I, really, I actually really wanted to get him this year. It didn't really pan out for me, but I, I think that I, I, I think Sean's team is better than you're giving credit for. I think that might be true. I, I maybe, maybe I should say I like Nate's one through ten more than I like Sean's. Like I think Wilson Contreras can bounce back and have be excellent at catcher. Hoskins, Merrifield, um, AJ Pollock. I really like Fran Mil Reyes, even though I don't think $10 million was necessary. Starlin Marte is another star. Ozuna. And then he has Jeff McNeil, who I really like. He has some steals and Greg Allen. I I just like it a bit better. Azra Rule had a good year last year. I don't you know, I don't I don't love him as an everyday starting fantasy player, but when you have McNeil and Perez and, and Simeon, you can kind of bounce guys around a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I think, you know, I would say Nate's offense is probably below average. I would have said Sean's offense is like in the middle. <laughs> so I don't think like we're talking about, you know, we're, we're, we're all right. So we'll, we'll, we'll the small you agree here. that they are 12 and 13. Um, no, actually, uh, I have, I have, I also have Jordy in there. Um, oh, wow. I, I, I mean, I, I don't. I. I, I mean. I think this was the biggest disagreement. Uh, I have Nate at thirteen. I have. I have Jorby at twelve. Jorby's team is just like full of holes. Like he. He made some weird decisions that if he had spent like one million on a couple of guys who just were major everyday major leaguers, could have made a huge difference for that team. But as it is currently constructed, that team is not going to be good. Uh, I think it's very fixable, but I feel like. You know, just given what is currently on the roster, uh, it's a bit of a mess right now. Yeah, it's, it's, I, mean, it, I think when I look closer, I think the Deepas are a better team than the Fish Fry, but they, the Fish Fry has stars. You know, they have Kluber, Carrasco, Acuna. They have Hangier, who was very good last year. I just, I don't know. They, they are, Jorby's team. I agree that they're I mean, goals. But they, I, they are just probably the, they have the worst depth of any team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think that really, really hurts him right now. But again, that's an easier fix. Like he has the stars. If he can find ways to maybe turn his farm system into some depth, I think that that could be. He he has a much easier fix to his team than a lot of other teams do. So it's, yeah, it's fixable. Mean, but as it is currently constructed, it is not a good team. And he could he could promote guys from within. I mean, he still has Meadows. Right. I mean, exactly. Chris Paddock. The fact that Chris Paddock made the made the. Um, Opening day rotation for the Padres could be huge if he's gonna if he could promote if he's gonna promote Chris Paddock. There, there, yeah, like I said, Meadows, Danny Jansen. Yeah, there's some guys still that he hasn't brought up yet, and I'm 
Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I guess in, in ranking, I can only really try to predict so much what he's going to do with these guys. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't uh, assume anybody was coming up. But, yeah, I think that I'm a little, I am higher on Kirby's team than you are, but I think that he is going to compete this year for the first time in a long time. And I think that it's likely that he will stay competitive into the playoff race. So you had, so right, you had so, who next? I had the tones after. The yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think I would also take uh, Sean's team, the wind over the tones. Uh, but I think that's also very close. Yeah, I mean, the big four on the tones, the Rizzo, Ramirez, Harper, and Betts is pretty damn exciting. It is. I mean, that, that offense is going to be uh, outstanding. Um, I don't think it's the best. I, I think it's a top three offense. I don't think it's definitively the best offense. And yeah, that's what I wrote. A top and offense. and I think the the pitching staff is very bad. <laughs> it is very bad. I mean, Arietta just a few years ago was an SP one in this league, and Hap has always overperformed expectations. And uh, Mike Sears had a good year last year, I think. And Ronaldo Lopez maybe will take a step forward. There's a, it's not total garbage right no it's not but it's not but i think i think in terms of like you know if we're talking about like standard deviations away from the mean his pitching is more standard deviations in the negative from the mean than his offense is standard deviations in the positive and i think that yeah. makes that a below average team because the pitching is just not there even though the offense is one thing that's great. interesting is that he's going to play my team twice and he's going to play Nate's right. teams twice, and his pitching is kind of better than both. Yeah, players. or at least in the same range as Nate's. I had Nate's yeah. one spot ahead uh, of, of his. Uh, so they're, they're all in a similar tier. And I think that, that actually could be very beneficial for him. Um, but I think Sean's team is a little bit more well-balanced. So I, I actually have the wind. So I would make the wind, uh, 11, or the wind 10th with um, Becker coming in at 11. And um, Jorvi at 12. At 12. All right, who do you have next? Uh, hold on. I, I actually only wrote out the first eight, so I'm doing this on the fly, <laughs> trying to fill in the, re- the rest of the, the rankings here. Um, hold on. All right, well, I have the works next. Okay, I do not have the works next. Uh, I have uh, – actually, let's see. So th- this, part, this part of the rankings is tough. I think I actually have the aids next. Oh, interesting. Because of the injuries? Yeah, I mean, I, I, a couple things. Uh, I, I don't think Josh's offense is very good. Uh, now, I don't know. It's hard to know what to make of Tatis. Uh, I think it's, it's kind of came out surprisingly bad when I ran the numbers on it, but it, it's not a great offense. Um, there's not a lot of power. It's, I think he, he's, he's not a lot of speed. It's just, there's just not a lot going on there. And that... Couple. That's surprising. I mean, Goldschmidt, Cano, Donaldson, Bregman, Rosario is a nice core on offense. Yeah, but it, again, like he's kind of sim- suffering from a similar similar problem that Jorvi has, but just not as extreme. So he's starting a lot of part time mediocre players: Chris Taylor, Brett Gardner, Yonder Alonso, uh, and there's not a lot of depth. So it's like there's there's trouble with counting stats potentially because you got a lot of part timers and these guys aren't necessarily great players. So I mean, with with the right amount of roster management and or some better depth, I think that could have been okay. But he's just got some part timers in there, and I think 
that combined with the injuries, uh, I think it's just it, it could be hard to it could be tough for Josh, especially out the gate in a very tough division. Um, sounds like Bueller's not going to be gone too. No, it sounds like Bueller's fine. Uh, I'm much more worried about Fultonevich, though. It sounds like he's supposed yeah. to make a rehab start in the coming weeks, but they've had the Fulty and Haney are hurt. Both dealing with elbow injuries, and Bueller is kind of. I mean, it seems like the Bueller's not Bueller thing isn't really injury related, but more just like the Dodgers just trying to manage it, his innings. But all of this happening at the same time could make for kind of a rough start out the gate for Josh. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm worried mm-hmm. about in that division, in a tough division, that that, that could division. be that could really uh, cause him to struggle. Right. All right. I I still think Josh is a playoff team coming out of that division. Um, I think that he has plenty of bullets left to fire. So I should know. I think this is the next tier up. I think this is this is a, uh, there's definitely a tier jump uh, up to this tier of, of teams. And there, I would say there are four teams in this tier. And I think there's a strong argument to be made. You could put them in any order, and that would also include the, the Dippas, the the Works, and the Cornballers. Okay. So um, I guess let's talk about my number 10 now, the Works. The Works obviously had a devastating season last year, um, and their team is coming back worse. Um, They get to hold on to Verlander, but they lose Hendricks and Strasburg, replacing him with Bumgarner, them with Bumgarner. And then on offense, they lose Mookie Betts and replace him with Charlie Blackman, who I think they had last year as well, actually. Uh, Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. Um, but the works are going to be going with, um, I mean, really Marwin Gonzalez is their only option at second base. They, or Nico Goodrum. And then the U spots look ugly, like Danilo DeShields or Jay Bruce or, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like the, this is another team. I do not like the back end of, of this offense. Yeah. You know, I, I, Nico Goodrum's okay, but the fact that, you know, you're looking at starting Nico Goodrum and Jay Bruce and Marwin Gonzalez um, is is not great. Uh, there's a, there's right. some star power on the front end. I think it again, it's it's a better offense than like Josh who who's doing who's kind of a, has a similar roster construction. It's a little bit more depth. Um, I, mean, Yasmani, I thought talking about good auction buys. I thought Yasmani Grandal was one of the best buys in the entire auction. I had him going for about twice as much as Duvernay Pay, which I believe was nine. Yeah. I... I think Chris really should have matched that. Yeah, I I was surprised, and we can talk about Chris's auction here <laughs> when we get to his team in in a second. Or I guess we could have already covered it since you, you've already. You... Yeah, I think Blackman on a match at twenty nine was also very good, and I thought Bumgarner at twenty seven made a lot of sense as well. Yeah. I mean, but to not to you know, but to not get bets because of the that trade, and to get replace. And to not get Strasburg or Hendricks and to place him with Bumgarner and like Carlos Santana um, is a little disappointing, I'm sure, for Dubner. Yeah, I mean, we should also remember though that Dubner's got Vlad if he if he wants him. Um, yeah, Vlad, and Juan Soto. Right. Anyway, and, 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 and I, I didn't include Vlad in my projections, but you know, Dubner's his rotation is like actually pretty deep. Um, Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And, and if Carlos Martinez comes back and is helpful at all, right. that would if be Carlos Martinez or if Alex Reyes makes his way into the rotation, which I think he will at some point this season, I think the bull, this bullpen stuff is really about managing his innings 
and I think he's going to be in that Cardinals rotation. So I think there there's some upside in that rotation as well, and there's already depth. Uh, I mean, I like Colin McHugh. I like Ross Stripling. Uh, I like Luke Weaver. These are all guys, kind of cheap guys, who I think could play big roles for that team as kind of mid-rotation guys for him. And I, I got to tip the cap on the bullpen. I really love Yates, Hand, Rogers, Familia. Yeah, I mean, that bullpen is outstanding. I think that's – he and Mark, I think, are, are probably competing for the two best bullpens yeah. in the league. Absolutely. Elevates him. So, um, I actually ha- I have I have the works uh, at seventh actually at seven uh, with the cornballers uh, in there at eight. Okay, so I have the deepest at nine. What do you I have them at six. Okay, I really I think if I like had a mulligan, I'd give them number eight, and I'd put Jorvi at nine. But um, you know, I just I'm worried about the pitching, and I'm. I'm just worried about the Chris, the pitching for Chris, and he doesn't have the same dominant relievers that he normally has had. Yeah. So he's going to be relying on his offense uh, more, going against very strong offensive teams at the top of the federal. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's the thing about Chris's team, and and you know, I think he he will admit it as much as anyone is he did not have a great auction from a team construction perspective in terms of like dollar value talent on that team that is in that is still like a top five team in the league the problem is he went way too hard on offense he has i mean he's got a ton of depth which i guess is useful but it's like too much because it came at the expense Mm -hmm. of his pitching and uh the like some if if anyone if, if he had instead of buying um uh, instead of buying like Stanton, he had you know bought James Paxton or something that would have made a world of difference for that mm-hmm. team. Uh, I think that I think we'd be looking at Chris's team very differently if he just had like one more yeah, good start. Or Tommy, or I mean, I, I, lo- I love Stanton at 38, I think that's hard to walk away right. from. But Fam at 25 later in the auction is one that I, I just think he probably should have taken. Yeah, back. I mean, he just didn't like those were fine prices on both those guys, but they just didn't need he just didn't need them because. He's got so much depth, and he's got you know it's, it's essentially rendered Eli Jimenez useless now. Like he's there's no reason to promote Jimenez, but that's something that he could have done. He could have said like, oh well, like that's an outfield spot I don't have to worry about because I can bring Jimenez up. Uh, but instead, mm-hmm. he just kept spending and spending on offense. Uh, so it's maybe he's maybe he's finally realizing he's put up brought up some of his homegrowns a little too early. Yeah, I think that that might that could have scared him. But I mean that that bench. Uh, you know, with Crone and, and Jungo Gong and Ramon Mariano and Brandon Belt all on the bench. I mean, that's silly. There's no reason for those guys to all be on your bench. Uh, it's just kind yeah, of right. wasted production. Um, I mean, those guys would have been fine at the, you know, plus Eloy Jimenez, those guys would have been fine at the back end of his roster. So, you know, he, I, some, some minor changes, I think he, this could have, could have been a great team. And there's still a lot of talent. I think he's got as much flexibility as anyone to try to fix it in terms of, uh, you know, making some moves and trying to get to improve this team. And it, it, I think this is the best, probably the best offense when you include depth in a league. Uh, so there, there is that. And, and I think, I think I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because it's fixable. I think it is a fixable problem because there's so much to trade from. There's so much talent that if you can just yeah. kind of, rearrange the talent on the team this team could could be much better mm, okay all right what about uh who, so you next you have the cornballers i have the cornballers uh i had the cornballers at eight 
Okay, and I have them at seven. Um, you know, I think we gen- we're generally in, in agreement. I think this is this is kind of just like a solid team in all aspects. You know, it doesn't really stand out uh, in any way, but it's just like you know probably above average uh, both on offense and defense, but not or on offense and pitching, but it just is not stellar uh, in either in either yeah. one. I think that's you know the, it's nice to have a team that is balanced like that because it gives you the opportunity to win. You know, any category, any week. Yeah. But it's also yeah, I'm not not the kind of team that's likely to win. You know, have huge weeks where. Yeah, no, he needs. I think he really. I worry about O'Hearn as an everyday player in LDB. I right. think he probably needs a first baseman, uh, which would not be that hard to find. I mean, someone like Brandon Belt trading him. Uh, for, I mean, he's got uh, he's got Joey Gallo. Oh, that's true. Gallo is first base eligible. But yeah, I mean, I, I think they're. I don't love the end of of the kind of the utility spots that, you know, having to play Nick Marcakis right. and Ryan O'Hearn or, or uh, Jay Mark Candelario. Like I like all those guys is kind of like the last guy, but when you have to rely on two of the three of them, it's, it's not. Yeah. I like the Eric teams buy at a half a million. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That, that was some, certainly someone that I was looking at late in the draft as well. I just kind of like throw on a flyer at him. You know, if, if Jesus Aguilar yeah. were to struggle a little bit, yeah, I could see I could see Thames getting back in there. Thames getting back in there in the same way that Aguilar took over that job last year. Right, and I, I just I like I mean I thought it was pretty bold to spend that money on Ray. Oh, sorry, not Ray on um, Castillo and on Archer. Right. Um, I mean I think that everybody in the league hoped that those guys would go for a bit less. Yeah, but that the price is fine. It's just to have them as your two three and then have Porcello. Maeda and Wood. I mean, it's a very deep. Pick. Yeah, it yeah. is. It, it, there, there's some depth there. I, I'm not maybe not as high on Chris Archer as the the consensus. I, I'm just kind of out yeah. until he proves to me that he can fix something. I mean, he is like if you look at the numbers of the last right. like th- those ERAs are deserved. I don't care what the strikeouts say because people hit him hard. Like he is yeah, like no, one of like consistently yeah. the last couple of years has been like near the very bottom of the league. In, in exit velocity and that's you know that he, he doesn't have a third pitch he gets killed by left-handed hitters and I, I think you know the I, I until I see it I believe he's a four plus ERA guy he's gonna give you strikeouts he's gonna give you innings but that ERA is not gonna come down to like what the ex-fit and the projections say it should be on the other hand I really love Luis Castillo who I've owned the last two years and I, I will miss him I, I would have loved to have him back uh, but he's also maddeningly inconsistent <laughs> I, I, I am intimately familiar with this but his his success seems to come and go with his slider and that that slider seems to he seems to lose feel for it for stretches and then he can't strike anybody out and he just gets hit in that park so you know if, if castillo can consistently find that third pitch because he, he throws hard he's got a great change up but if that che- if that slider's not working for him, he struggles to get to get guys to swing and miss. And mm. um, yeah. so, it, but the good thing is is that he's not Ryan's two; he's his three. Right. So, or his two. Yeah. I mean, it depends on where you like Archer or Castillo. They're in the same asset class, I think. Right. I'm just saying he doesn't have to rely on him every single right. week, no matter what. If there's two starts from Nola and two starts from somebody else. All right. Um, who do you have next? I had the Danger Mice next. Uh, I have after. I I had I well I had uh, uh, Ryan then Josh then the mice so we're a little bit different there right uh, see I I have I have uh, the dip of six in the works 
the seven and then uh, the cornballers and the eights. But so I have, I have Brophy at five. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that if I wasn't thinking about um, the competitiveness of the honk ball, I might've had Brophy as five, but because the honk ball is so competitive, I knocked uh, Harcourt a little bit. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's legit. Um, I, I have, I think uh, Brophy's team, Brophy's got a lot uh, of, he's got a lot there, but the, the fact that he assembled like this team with so much risk scares me a little yeah. bit. Um, I, I yeah. would have liked, you know, a little more certainty somewhere. Uh, granted, you know, again, I'm not including his double A guys. You know, he's got Mondesi, uh, he's got Profar, he's got Robles um, waiting in the wings. That's unbelievable. Those guys could yep. make. Those guys could really elevate the offense. I think you know the Olsen and, and Jeanette injuries were were tough. Uh, those those were big hits for his team, and so you know he's dealing with those injuries already, and then to draft multiple injured pitchers uh, on top of that, mm-hmm. I think was just that that's just more risk than I would have wanted to take yeah. given what he had. I, I don't think I'd want both Kershaw and Darvish, but I think he felt like, you know, Brophy is playing the long game. He's now yeah. got Kershaw at a very nice, keepable salary right. if he can return to being Clayton Kershaw. But it's not just Kershaw and Darvish. It's Kershaw and Darvish and Rich Hill and Jimmy Nelson. Like. And Rich Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's 38 um... 45 that's 90 million dollars of the money that he had right that's and i just unbelievable I, that's just, i mean that that could that could pay off immensely but you know rich or i mean if it, rich Hill, if it wasn't I, brophy we would say it was reckless yeah exactly i don't know like brophy and i just don't see eye to eye on jimmy nelson and and never have like jimmy nelson i've just like when a guy misses a whole year after shoulder surgery like i want nothing to do with that guy like i'll believe jimmy nelson's a major league pitcher again when i see it <laughs> and i'm not paying eight million or every paid to find out if he can still Seven pitch in the major leagues yeah. um i mean hill i assume this is just the dodgers being the dodgers and saying you know We'll put him on the deal to start the year to limit his innings because he's that's just the kind of pitcher he's going to be. So I'm less worried about Hill, but Darvish, we have no idea. I mean, Darvish was terrible and then hurt last year, likely hurt was hurt the whole time. And Kershaw, we don't know. I mean, Kershaw's not the same guy he used to be. He's still very good. The version of Kershaw last year, I think, is probably the ceiling. Uh, but I don't think we're getting anything. I don't think we're getting the pre 2018 Kershaw back. And now he's already dealing with a new injury plus this chronic back injury. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's just not, he's not a guy I, I feel comfortable with uh, relying on as my ace at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like, it's just so much risk there. It's just more than I would have wanted. I, I, I just feel like, an odd strategy to take on given how much money Brophy had. He could have given himself a little bit more certainty, but yeah. you know, this is how Brophy rolls and it didn't still work out for him. So it, you can only yeah, criticize so much. From top, from t- it's very, very deep, you know? So like he's got that from top to bottom. The offense has a lot of guys. And as you said, he, if he wants to, he'll just bring up the double A right. guys. Right. Yeah. So then I, so then do you have, Harcourt next? No, I have I have Paul next. Uh, the Ichiro's uh, coming up next. I um, was very I honestly I I guess like I knew that the Degrom trade helped his team. I don't think I, I mean again I think we have a top five here and I and I think the, the order is pretty fungible honestly and how we how you order these guys. Um, yeah. But his, getting Degrom 
really kind of jumped him up from that like middle tier into this tier. And I agree. And for, and for 36 million, because it gave him enough money to buy right. Springer, basically. He basically traded Mitch Keller for Jacob DeGrom and George Springer. Not a bad deal. Right, right exactly. And so hard, hard to complain about that. The, the offense is, is pretty solid top to bottom. He's got some good depth. Um, you know, the, the pitching staff is not the deepest rotation, uh, after the top four, it kind of drops off a little bit, but, um, and, and some of those guys, I love the top four. Yeah. So it, I'm, I'm a little lower on, on David Price than you are. Obviously we, we have talked about this at length, um, but you know, David Price to me is still a solid, like third starter. Um, and, uh-huh. and I like, I like Marquez and I like Morton, um, a good amount. You know, there's some risk with both of them, but I think. You know, at, at the very least, he's got DeGrom and, and three number three starters. Uh, and yeah. with all of whom have more upside to do better than that. But there's not a lot after that. Though, I will say, having both Julio Urias and Forrest Whitley in double A is, is quite nice right now. <laughs> those are two guys. Yeah, because both of those guys could be up. Those guys could both, could both be – I mean, I'm guessing that can be up immediately. But you know, Urias is starting the season in the Dodgers rotation, which – and that's just a cool story to think that this is a guy who they were yeah. saying a couple of years ago, his career might be over uh, to see him right. crack the rotation to start the season. It was pretty amazing after a great spring. I don't know if you saw his spring numbers. Yeah, no, he looked really good. I tried to pick him up in my, um, uh, in my work league and somebody beat me to him. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like a lot of these Dodgers guys, he's going to have innings limitations, but um, and that that having him kind of waiting in the wings and not really having to rely on him at this point is kind of nice. And then I think Whitley will be up at some point uh, for the Astros. Yeah, I think and so. I think Whitley could be nasty in the second half too. Yeah. So I like what Paul's done here. Um, yeah. I, you like you like the trade from his perspective. Yeah. I mean, I think he had a great offseason in, in general. I mean, he yeah. he helped out your rebuild <laughs> a whole lot too. But I think he made he made some moves that really kind of pushed his team forward from kind of maybe we're going to compete to, okay, we're like suddenly a favorite to win, <laughs> win our division. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that we both, we found a nice uh, alliance and in, in that he wanted to win and I wanted to tank. And right. I think both, both deals were fair and I think we're both happy with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you guys worked out some nice stuff there. I think it worked out nicely for both of you. Yeah. All right, so then you have the choice. I, I, I'm sorry, then you must have the uh, the mice at number three. I have myself at number three. Oh, wow, you love hardcore I have, I got Jeff at number one. Oh, wow. I'm excited to uh, – so let's, well, let's talk about that. Why do you have him at number one? Um, I mean, I, I just think in terms of, of balance, uh, this is probably the most balanced team in the league. This is I, – I, I haven't – unveiled the end of my rotation ranks, but I've got Jeff number two in the rotation ranks, um, which, you know, behind Anton, behind Anton. Um, I think that he, his offense, I think they came in fifth or sixth, but he's got a lot of depth there. Um, I guess the one knock is that Jeff doesn't have a lot of far- talent on the farm. His team kind of is what it is because um, mm. he kind of pushed all in last year, but I, 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 I am also. I also happen to be really high on some of his pitchers. Personally, I think this could be a big year for Tyone. 
And this could be a big year for Eduardo Rodriguez, who I've long loved. And Jeff, is, this is well documented. I've tried to trade for Eduardo Rodriguez like 20 times over the last couple <laughs> of years. Um, I think if he can stay healthy, this could be a breakout year for him. I, I just, I, I really like some of those guys at the top of his rotation, maybe more than the consensus. Um, I know Clevenger is, is another, you know, he's a solid two uh, at worst. You know, I think those, those four are, are really nasty. He doesn't have a ton of depth behind them, but, you know, John Gray is that godly. Um, you know, at least they, they will, they, they'll give him some quality innings, I think. And, and the offense is great. I just, I think top to bottom, it's hard to pick a weakness in that team. I don't know if that's the, I, I feel like I can't say that about anyone else. And so I think that's why I have him mm-hmm. at number one. All right. I, I disagree, but like not strongly. Like I think Jeff certainly is going to make the playoffs. I have him winning the honk ball. I just think that that division is so tough that yeah. it seems much more likely you're going to win the double bye. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, and again, like I, I didn't, I just did this in terms of pure strength of team. I wasn't really, I'm not really in my rankings, wasn't really considering you know odds of winning the division or whatnot. I, I agree. I mean, that's, that's a brutal division, and they, they, it's very possible they could beat they could beat each other up. Hello, oh. hello, I'm here. You still there? Yep. Hold on. Hear me? Well, I lost my speaker, but I can still talk to you in my ear. Okay, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I hear you fine. All right. Um, um, yes, I th- yeah, I think it's possible. I think that they're going to win the division. I just think that you have me and Nate in your division and it's going to yes. be a lot easier for for Jeff. I think Jeff had a, a stellar auction. Oh yeah. I think, I mean, I, it, it, and I, and some of it's not really, you know, you only credit him so much. I think this auction shopping kind of in that middle tier was like the place to go. That's where there were a lot of bargains to be had and, and to get Moustakis for 6 million and to get Ryan Braun for 6 million. It was amazing. Um, they both could have easily was, gone for 12. Right, uh, that was that was huge, um, and he he just did a lot. You know, Tyler White and Elvis Andrews and a bunch of guys that should not have gone for as little as they did. He ended up just picking up on the cheap, and and I think, yeah, I, I I think I was worried about his financial situation going into the auction. I think he really made the most of mm-hmm. the little money he had. I agree with you. All right, so we have um, just two teams left to discuss. Right, yours and uh, Anton's. Yep, that's correct. All right, so on your team, I had you at number three. You have you at number... It's three now. It, it, it actually would have been a little bit higher, but I, I docked myself for the, the Francisco Lindor injury. So it looked like he was going to be back next week. Uh, they were initially saying he was going to... So he, they put him on the DL yesterday, mm-hmm. I think. Um, initially, they said he was going to be out the minimum, which would have let him come back. Uh, I think next Thursday or Friday. So I wasn't all that worried. Mm-hmm. Now with this new injury, tough to know exactly what his ETA is. It doesn't sound super serious, but it sounds like he can miss another couple of weeks yeah. at the very least. Yeah. So not great. I also don't have a lot of depth in the middle infield. That's not exactly where I'm strong. So mm-hmm. that, that I, I knocked myself out of the top two uh, where I, I think I would have put myself uh, at two, but Slight, slight dec- uh, decline there because of the lack of Lindor, but I'm not really all that worried, uh, especially given the start of my schedule. No, I mean, oh, because you're, you're playing me, and then who are you playing after me? And they're playing Nate right after oh, you. Oh, it should be a nice couple of weeks for you. 
I mean, look, yeah. your offense from top to bottom is spectacular. Votto, Arnado, Lindor, Kane, Conforto, Judge, and Bellinger are all stars. Right. I mean, it's like seven stars. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, you and I have discussed this, but I do worry about your pitching. Um, you know, Corbin, Tanaka, Hamels, Ivaldi, Kikuchi are not like, oh my God, that's a dominant pitching staff, right? And I think in more. <laughs> In tougher matchups, you could end up losing a lot of pitching categories, and you know you get a little unlucky on offense. You might have some problems, but there are ways to get yeah. more pitching. Right? Yeah, exactly. There, there are ways to get more pitching. I know we talked about this a little bit. I feel like you know I can, it, at the, you know, on one hand, it's like yeah, I can just kind of go out and spend a lot of future money or future assets to try to acquire that high-end pitcher that I'm mm-hmm. missing out. I also happen to really like, I mean, I acquired a lot of these guys very specifically. I really, you know, I, I don't know if any of them are aces, uh, though. I mean, Tanaka, I mean, Corbin was an ace last year. I don't know if you can repeat that, but he, he, he was a top 10 pitcher last year. Uh, Tanaka down the stretch last year was outstanding. And, I know. And Why didn't a, anybody trade it for him? Sorry, I got a phone call there. What was that? I said, why didn't anybody trade for him? He was so good. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I basically paid you know what what you could have kept him at. <laughs> I mean, that kind of. I know, but I was like. offering for him a pick. You know. Uh, but I I really liked what I saw from Tanaka down the stretch. He changed, kind of changed up what he was doing and had a lot of success yeah. with it in the second half. And and you know, he, there's always some risk with that guy, but I I think that he he could be better than kind of the you know top 30-ish pitcher that he was kind of being viewed as. Uh, so I really like those guys. I like Eovaldi a lot. Um, you know, I think Eovaldi could be could be nasty uh, and, and has more upside, though. Again, I, I took on some risk for some upside with these guys, Joe Musgrove, similarly. Uh, and, and Kikuchi is not up yet, but he will likely be up soon. And Corbin Burns might not be far behind after the spring that guy had. All right, so the last team is Anton's, my number one. I had Anton, two. All right, um, so we both think Anton's has an excellent yeah, team. Yeah, I, I, Anton's team is, is – I mean, the, the pitching is great. Uh, Severino injury, it seems like probably isn't going to be uh, – isn't going to crush him, though he sounds like he will be out uh, at least for all of, eight, for for all of April at least. But he's got enough mm-hmm. talent on that staff where he can survive – uh, and and the offense is mm-hmm. is very good. Um, it's it's not like the best offense, um, but it is it is a very no. good offense. And yeah, that yeah, I mean to have Yelich and Altuve is nice. Right. I mean, you probably want one more guy that you can really count on on a championship team. Five million already went down the tubes on. Uh, Sousa Jr. Yeah, so. I think it was, it was. Well, I guess like, you have Torres and Andrew. Yeah, Mar. I think it was only like three million on on Sousa too. So it's like, I mean, four point five. Oh, is that much? Okay, but yeah, I mean, I like Sousa. I you know, I had Sousa as one of his starters, and that's not great. Um, I think he's going to have to kind of. Uh, I mean, I guess to his credit, he did get Adam Jones, who's the one who's going to be the beneficiary of Sousa missing being out for the season. That's Adam true. Jones gets thrust into the starting lineup there. Um, and it sounds like Gregory Polanco is going to be back uh, earlier than expected. You know, also maybe we're looking at May, probably where initially they were saying it might be July. So if Polanco comes back in May, that also fills a hole for him there. So I don't know. I think I think it's 
it's not a world beating offense. It is a very solid offense, top to bottom, uh, and with the best pitching mm-hmm. staff in the league. Uh, but again, I think these top five teams uh, are all p- very close to one another, and and any one of them can come out on top in the end. I think those would be my favorites, yeah. probably just in that order. All right. Well, I'm excited to. Uh, I'm excited for the season. Um, I'll just go through my quick predictions to wrap it yeah. up. If the if the season. Um, if the teams were to be these teams for the rest of the time, I have um, you, Josh, um, Ryan, and Jeff coming out of the union. And I have Brophy, Paul, uh, Chris, and Anton coming out of the federal. That's, that's, I, I would swap out. Um, I would swap in Dubner for Josh right now, but that's, that could easily break either way for me or, or Ryan can miss out. Those three teams are so close to me that, that they could really go any, any direction. Yeah. I, I would have the same four teams in the federal. All right. I'm excited to see where, how it shakes out and best of luck on the season. Yeah, best of luck to you. All right. Happy, you, uh, happy. Anybody's interested in Xander Bogart. <laughs> and a happy uh, opening day touch. evening to you. And uh, yeah, baseball tomorrow. Yeah, well. I'd love to watch. I wish I was going. That sounds so fun. Shares are the ground. Yeah, I'm excited about it. All right, man. Bye bye.